Good evening, everyone. It's been quite a while since last we talked. I think it's been like over a month. Um, and welcome back to uh, the Three Wise Potatoes podcast. Uh, we're not doing a vo- podcast um, this time, but we'll explain. We'll explain just now, right? Um, you know, we've been quite busy. Um, you know, there's massive floods in parts of South Africa. Um, we've been to weddings, we've been sick, um, some with COVID, some with other sicknesses. Um, yeah, so that was pretty much our month, and that's why we were away for, for such a long time, an extended period, I would say. But we're back, um, we're all better, and we have once again both Prush and Dean with us. How are both of you guys? Doing all right, you guys? Yeah, better from the COVID. <laughs> yeah, it is a wild one those past those past weeks. Mm-hmm. Fun though, still. Mm. Massive amounts of fun. Not the COVID, but uh, the things that happened prior to the COVID. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. It was yeah. good. I I had a good time. It was it was it was it, there was a lot of mm. uh, obviously traveling and stuff like that because the wedding wasn't here. It wasn't. It wasn't Dublin, but um, it was nice. It was good to actually go. Yeah, home. True. shout out to Escorts. Well for a Those bit. guys really know how to party. You know, <laughs> man, oh man. <laughs> Dean left his mark. <laughs> so did you. So did Tyrant. We all yeah, did. That's true. That's true. That's a fair point to make. Yeah, it was. It was a blast. I think it was also nice to get to get together mm. with, um, I guess, everyone again. Um, all of us yeah. in one location. So like all of our good friends together. Um, to, sub- to celebrate, I guess, a momentous occasion in, in what was an amazing event. Um, you know, it's, it's our friend's wedding, you know, they po- postponed it like twice, you know, before they could have this because yeah. of COVID and things like that. And, and I guess, you know, we, they said enough's enough. Let's just do this finally. And yeah, it is it's quite beautiful to, to be a part of and to watch as well. Yeah. And just to be a part COVID. of that, feel that kind of energy and that vibe. It was amazing. It much needed, like I said, right? So, <clears throat> yeah. Well, um, today's topic, I guess, is yeah. is after all of that excitement. Um, so today's topic is is about peace, calm, you know, and relaxation, you know, and it and it's and it's place in a person's life. Um, and does it feature largely in everyone's life? Should it feature largely in everyone's life, and, and those sorts of things? And and I'd like to I'd like to kind of open up with um, what does what does peace, calm, or relaxation mean to mean to you? Any of you? Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> peace and calm and relaxation. I think. A lot of it for me is just sort of space by myself to sort of unwind or decompress, however you choose to look at it. Um, you know, sometimes that is just to close the curtains, keep the doors closed, and then just watch a Stranger Things marathon with copious amounts of cheesecake. Um, and other times that is taking a walk, you know, or a hike or something like that, go to a nature reserve or go on a hike or something like that where there's just just the sky above you and you know just an open trail you occasionally come across the odd person but you know you kind of just by yourself everything's quiet and it's just space to like i say unwind and decompress that's what it is for me 
Good. For you, Prash, yeah. <clears throat> nice. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with what Dean said. For me, it's very much similar. I think, obviously, the differences is, uh, like, some people prefer being out in nature and some people prefer, like, you know, specific hobbies and stuff like that. But I think peace and calm is probably more where, for me, personally, is more where I'm in a state where I can just be by myself with my thoughts, but also in a good place with my thoughts. Like, you know, uh, not under duress, not under stress, but like uh, thinking about the things that I like, um, uh, thing, things that like uh, uh, excite me, but also things that I can like plan for my future. And, and that I, I, I like those kind of things. They bring me peace. They bring me like a little bit of enjoyment. Um, not net, uh, but also there's other times where I, I prefer to be not thoughtless, but in in like I don't know if I can say in the zone, but doing something or a hobby that I like I, I purely enjoy, right? Um, even if it's interacting and there's lots of people around me or lots of people in that activity, but more of a thing of like if I'm in flow, I find that very peaceful for myself because it's it's the natural mechanism that yeah, my body that. and my mind want to be in. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, I find it peaceful, you know, um, because I'm not yeah, out sense. of harmony with what I should be doing. What about you, Cap? I mean, <clears throat> you know, yeah. peace and calm for me. Um, so listening to the both of you, I guess, um, with, you know, with the different, uh, just, I would say different takes on it mine is mine is i think it's a melding of both um peace and calm for me is stillness um just kind of me not doing anything but also there's okay there's some portion that achieves the same by doing i think typical tasks like like prash mentioned that where they can just kind of focus and you know um What's the word you used? <laughs> I can't, um, zone in. Yes, zone in. Zone in or zone out, right? Um, uh, that, that sort of thing. Right? So you, like you in flow. Tune, in flow, yeah. Um, in flow, yeah. your thoughts. Um, so, so peace and calm for me just represents stillness. Um, and if I am doing something, it doesn't mean that I don't or haven't achieved peace, and peace or stillness. Um, it's just flow is different. Um, so that, that's, how it, that's how I represent it or how, how I think it. But, um, I mean, you mentioned as well uh, doing sure, things. Yes. Like, what, are, what, what other stuff can bring up those states or, you know, peace or pleasant states or a state of relaxation? Does it have to be things or does it just, like, like I mentioned, sit in stillness? So, you know... Yeah, so, you know, from what all three of us have said, it, it brings to mind something for me that's like... Um, it's more of, we prefer a state where we're not uh, yeah, troubled exactly. by external forces, right? But also at peace with, at peace with our, not at peace with our inner forces, because that's peace, but um, in harmony with, with what with what's internal that's happening to us and allowing our internal um, mechanisms to flow normally so that we can, we can operate, um, at a level that isn't disingenuous or disharmonious to who we are. 
And I think that's probably the best way. Yeah, I it's a form of rest all of this um, stuff and recuperation in, in many ways. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, it's something yeah, that gives you a, a break nice from everything well. else, um, where you can sort of just let go, exhale, which is just another word for like unwind or decompress, but that's essentially what it is. It's like how the body needs sleep to recover and the mind to an extent. Um, <clears throat> you need that peace and calm space for your sanity as well. It's it's, it's just a, it's a little bubble that you create for yourself that allows you to relax. And does it have to be... Okay, so so you mentioned a little bubble, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, does it have to be some, some space? Does it have to be a specific space? Does it have to be a specific place? Does it have to be a specific environment um, that's conducive? I think to it's specific to each person. Yeah. Um, but I think what you're essentially doing is you're looking for places of comfort. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be solitude. Some people find that, um, you know, seeing friends. Um, another place I find it is whenever I go, um, whenever I visit my dad and we go fishing, that there is the, the act of fishing. I mean, even if we catch nothing, which for me is a lot of the case because I'm a terrible fisherman. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll fix that. We can't, we, uh, we can try. But it's just the act of being at the beach chilling with my dad. Like, we don't say a hell of a lot to each other. We kind of just, like, spend time with each other or be in each other's presence. But we're, you know, we're also there in front of this vast ocean, um, you know, hoping to catch something. And it, you always feel better afterwards. You always feel calm there. And when you get back home, you know, after you take a shower and you, you're chilling on the couch, you're like, oh, that was a very nice day. That was a nice way to spend the morning and I'm a lot more relaxed and a lot more calm. <clears throat> yeah I, I i do agree with dean i think the first thing that dean said is something that, that i agree with most um you can't it's not about it's different for every person every single person has a different level of peace because of the way they've associated calmness and peace within themselves as they grow up um and some True. people pref some people find some people chaos, find it in a cage fight to be honest with you. <laughs> what um, yeah, if you listen to some peace. some fighters, yeah, they'll say it. when I'm in the <laughs> ring and it's just me and my opponent. Seriously, that is when some I'm people at my peace. Yeah, <clears throat> they get in like Kutch is talking about Most, getting in the yeah. zone. They get yeah. into their zone, and like the rest of the world just fades away. Mm -hmm. There's nothing but the ring and the opponent. That's it, and for them that is a peaceful place. It's more peaceful than the world that they live in. So bringing that bringing bringing that up then, um, like, <clears throat> yeah. How do you identify that something, um, for example, Dean, it was you fishing with your dad, which is just um, in a calming environment as well. How do, you, how do you kind of identify what's your thing? You know, uh, some people, like, like they were fighters and yes, when you get in the ring, you have to focus entirely on, on the fight itself and you and your opponent and you and your abilities and things like that. Um, but how do you identify what's your thing to get you to that particular state? I think it's just um, paying attention to yourself. Like you have to have some degree of awareness um, or you have to make an effort to find out and just be conscious of it. Um, so like for me, I always notice like I'm very happy at the beach, you know, like not I tend not to overthink when I'm there. Like a lot of the noise in my head seems to be drowned out, pardon the pun, by the, the noise of the ocean. And <clears throat> it's just like, it's it's weird. Like there it's very much the environment is doing all the work. Um, 
Whereas when I'm at home and I'm like binge watching Stranger Things, that's a different thing altogether. But um, like at the beach, I'm very aware of the fact that I'm in a very happy, calm space. And when I get home, I'm very aware of the fact that I'm, you know what, like yesterday I was a little bit tense, I was a bit stressed out. But today, after spending that much time at the beach, fishing, even though I didn't catch anything, it was fine. I get home and I'm like, I'm very calm, I'm very relaxed, um, like I'm, I'm content. And that feeling is, especially when it doesn't happen all that often, you have to pay attention to when you do have it. And then you go, ah, okay, so these are the things that give me that feeling. Um, I also get a similar feeling when I cook. I tend not to be thinking when I'm cooking. I just kind of move into like an autopilot space and I'm busy chopping away. I find that very therapeutic. Um, hearing the food cook, the smells, all of that stuff, like the sensory activation does so much work for my brain that it just stops it, it just pushes out all the other thoughts and the noise are, are there commonalities between when you're at the beach versus when you're at home watching series or when you're cooking what are the commonalities between them? is it sensory perception or is, is it sensory not overload but sensory lo sensory loading with certain aspects and certain things so if i look at say being at the beach versus yeah. cooking there's multiple senses being stimulated Right, so there's a commonality, right? Your sensory stimulation is on a multitude of levels. Um, if it's something like binge watching your favorite yeah. series, there's not a lot of senses being activated. You're kind of just a couch potato and you're watching and listening. Um, but the commonality amongst all of them is that it allows you to essentially dissolve the world around you and to just bubble for that. So period. you're, you're yeah. like whether I'm in my cooking bubble or the beach bubble or the the binge watching on the couch bubble. Either way, the rest of the world is just drowned out and it's just me and whatever. Okay, I'm doing. so are you processing at that time or are you just like enjoying the moment? <clears throat> I, that's when I'm not processing. Like I'm 90% certain there's no processing okay. happening. Like the brain is just doing one thing and it's <laughs> fantastic. Okay, so... But uh, yeah, you know when you're, for example, you mentioned couch potato, right? Um, and yeah. that's and you said that's like basically brain dead sort of sort of thing, but isn't that uh, honestly invoking emotions in you though? So it's not it's Pardon? not like it's not like um, it's stimulating sensory externally. For example, like cooking is food, and you're cutting the onions, which is feel and you know touch. But um, there's emotional uh, factors that play when. Like when you're watching your favorite series, for example, it invokes that internally. Like it's not it's not external sensory, but it's internal, emotional. Yeah, there's definitely emotional stimulation because you know you wouldn't be binge watching something if you didn't enjoy it, right? So you're either enjoying it because it's you know good comedy, it's suspense, there, there, it's thrilling, whatever. <laughs> there that are might husbands be. out there now um, cringing. <laughs> What, what, they watch stuff, they binge watch things too. I mean, tell I mean, me, husbands haven't binge watched Game of Thrones? Come on, we've all... But there are husbands out there being forced to watch Bridgerton and, you know, things like that. Anyway, sorry. Well, I would say that, you know, if you feel like you're being forced to do something, you should pay attention to it a little bit closely because if it adds value to someone else, that's probably value for you too. You're just not willing to see it. Sure. Um, I'm not saying that everyone's going to enjoy Bridgerton. I haven't actually seen it myself. I'm, a lot of people say you should give it a shot. But when I looked at it, it's like it's more than an hour in episode. I'm like, I don't know if I know if I want to come into that. But <clears throat> besides the point, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, if you're in a relationship where your your significant other is, we're digressing slightly, but if you're in a relationship where your significant other is making you watch Bridgerton, then you know you got to compromise. Say, like, cool, I'll watch this, but you got to watch something of mine that's you know. 
that I'm really interested in and share that experience with me. Whether it's the football, the Formula One, the cricket, the rugby, the tennis, whatever that might be. And you, you know, use it as an opportunity to experience your significant other's happinesses. Sure. Is that a word? Happinesses? Sure. Sorry, Guj, I interrupted you before you were going about to ask another question. Oh, yeah, I just, I'm just i trying to follow how far we've digressed, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> Quite far, this is a significant tangent. But, Sorry. But, uh, no, 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 but it was around emotions. I, I, I'm and trying to think about how that relates to peace, because obviously, like, you know, the, the reason I asked the question was because I was trying to find a commonality between the different scenarios. And yeah. for me, the scenarios for Dean involved, like, you know, separating from 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 outside right and doing yeah, yeah. Call, call the phrase and, bubbling and and and, and, and then not having brain activity so basically you're or narrowing the brain activity down in, to one thing. in all essence what you're doing right other except for when you're actually watching series the cooking and the fishing is essentially what you're doing is meditating right um, yes, hundred yeah. percent. So uh, the series and stuff, I think that's more of a hobby, right? Or not a hobby, but it's it's like a it's a pastime for you, right? Um, yeah, it's just a little indulgence. Yeah. But I I, I would I for me to be honest <clears throat> with you, I I would we could liken it to peace, but I think it's more of um, an enjoyable activity, you know. Well, I liken it to peace because I feel content while in yeah, that space. Correct. But I think um, yeah. for me, the, the the mind focusing on one singular thing allows for decompression sure. of sorts. Um, and it, like I'm sitting in a very comfortable position on the couch. Yeah. There's generally some form of confectionery, usually cheesecake, <laughs> um, and a pot of Earl Grey tea in the winter, which is I'm really enjoying that right now. Um, but that's what it is. It's it's a lot of things that just give me a lot of joy and peace. It's not like it's not active joy. It's very passive joy, if that makes Come sense. But it yeah, I just I feel very happy and very very content with life um, in those moments. Okay, no cool. I, I I'm similar. Um, for me, peace is sometimes just getting to my bed at the end of the day and then just listening to some music. Um, yeah. That sounds nice. Uh, but I, I prefer like music without words, just, just calm, peaceful. You know, even sometimes that stuff you hear when you're at the spa or, like, you know, that kind of music. I prefer that calming music. That that for me is peaceful because I'm in a state where I don't have to, like you say, not think. You're you're almost in a meditative state. Um, I I enjoy that. But now you thought about now you now you got me thinking about massages and all of that good things, dude. Yeah. That is a, that is a wonderfully <laughs> peaceful place. We'll 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 do that soon yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a spa yeah. day is needed. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 go for what, and a fishing day yeah. to teach Dean how to fish. Dean knows how to fish. He's just massive. <laughs> you mean he means, he means teach? <laughs> There's he, a commonality with means, my love life too. He means too. teach me how to fish. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> so you know. It's place. What do you think? It's it's for example, um, relaxation, uh, peace, and calm is. Does it have a place in common society we see now? Yeah. In, in the society we see now, excuse me. Yeah. You know, we we live this uh, rat race <coughs> sort of lifestyle. Um, yeah. And does it fit in, or or can it fit in, 
like people always seem too busy to kind of give them the space and time for themselves to give space and time for themselves excuse me rather um but does it have a place in everyone's life yeah in everyone's life now oh, this is like a blanket statement yeah um, you have to you have to have that 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 place where you can go even if you know even if it's not by yourself and like even if you consider gaming peace right um yeah we, we did. did for a long period um yeah even if you, that's what you consider the uh, peace, you you need to have that. You can't have a life that's consistently ongoing, going, 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 because you'll you'll fall apart. That's what burnout is after a while. Yeah, like I agree with Rich hundred percent there. Like, even if you feel like you don't have time, like you have to find time. It's it's the sanity break that allows you to continue. Um, you have to. And and you can't yeah, remain. A lot I guess, of us switched sorry, on. A lot of us wouldn't have the kind of anxiety and depression issues that you see in the world today, a lot of that could be mitigated if people just found a bit more time to, to find some peace. No, I agree. I mean, you, you also can't remain switched on all the time. It, like Prash is yeah, saying, it takes sustainable. an incredible amount of toll on, on you, physically even, as well. Yeah. So, mm. you know, peace and stillness, I guess, is not a new <clears> thing. You know, it's been appearing around the globe for many centuries. Um, I guess from ascetics to yogis to life engineers. Um, what or why do you think it's, you know, it, it's sort of gained traction in this new era? I think the last hundred years is also. What, what makes you think, or what do you think, you know, made it gain traction? What are you asking about yeah. specifically, like particular trends like yoga and things, or like the idea that you need to find the idea that the idea that you need to have it right? So the so the base of all these <coughs> all these practices is is to get to a centered self and to to be more aligned, right? Mm. That's the base yeah. of everything. Yeah. But <clears throat> like, at what point did it become popular enough that everyone's everyone's now promoting it? And what do you think that they actually? you know, so big about it now. I think it's personally from the way I see it is there's a trend towards it because there's a lot of trends towards different things over time and they, they cyclic because you find that people like tend towards peace and tend towards calm, right? Because they find that the whole world has these problems with like mental health and um, people are, 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 some people are having issues and some people are, are, are like struggling to... Um, focus in their lives. Some people have burnout because they're working too hard, especially with nowadays. People work so hard, like 16-hour days, it's a normal thing for some people. Uh, and when you when you have those lifestyles and you see those lifestyles everywhere, you start seeing that someone will come and say, listen, guys, we need to instill peace, calm. You need to have a, a fresh mindset. Otherwise, you're going to end up burning out and stuff like that. And that's where this is coming from. And then people... Um, naturally try to develop different methodologies to get to that um, to that point of, of like self-centeredness and things like that. So I think that's more or less where it's coming from. It's coming from this environment that this heavily work and busy related environment that's creating this need for, for self-centeredness and self-growth and self-mindfulness, if I can say it that way. 
Yeah, I would agree with a lot of that. Um, <clears throat> but I would say there's also, there's a general shift in consciousness in a few areas. Um, people wanting to live more conscious lives, more balanced lifestyles, um, people wanting to be a little bit more plant-based, reduce their footprint mm. on the planet. <clears throat> there's a lot of that kind of stuff happening right now. And all of that, you know, they, they kind of all play in a similar space of that conscious living. And conscious living then leads you to want to look at yourself a bit more and when you do that you you end up also just looking specifically for not just introspection but peace and quiet to do that introspection and you end up wanting that peace a little bit more you become more conscious of where you find it um, and you make more of a conscious effort to have it and cultivate it okay um, i mean i agree with that right um that that people uh, it bore it was born out of need you know and information sharing as well have any of you tried uh, anything specific from any of these uh, leaders i would say in each of these areas um, life engineers ascetics or yogis yeah i i listen i like i think a lot of people know about Sadhguru, right um, yeah yeah, yeah. Also, I, the reason why i like him so much is because he's got a very simplistic but logical view of things. Um, it's not overblown out. There's no um, reason behind the reason behind the thing. He'll literally just say, this is what it is, and this is why this was created. And this, For me, that helps a lot because I don't have to... It's logical. You know, I'm a very logical person. I prefer that. But also, he explains that... The body is itself, and the body is what it should be, and 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 how you can improve it, and things you should do, and stuff like that. But it's not like he's not going out of his way to say you need to do uh, three hours of yoga a day, or you need to, you know, there's there's no like tons of rules and stuff. He makes things simple. He explains it simply, and you can follow, and you can change your life uh, in a certain way, and you can improve your life in a certain way just by doing simple things. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I really like him as well. I think the delivery, um, just the way he talks, his tone, um, the way he structures things, you know, in sentences and things like that, it's just really easy to absorb information from him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of his stuff, like you say, it's logical, it makes sense. It's very to the point. So he's definitely someone, uh, over, the, over quite some time now, I've been following. I think the first video I came across his was about how water has memory um and i was just like blown away by the explanation and after that i've been following his content for quite some time um so he's probably the only well not the only one but the, the, the one that comes to mind for me as well most above any others do you see yourselves ever um going for one of those um seminars or retreats or um, getaways. I don't know about retreats, but I did see him um, when he came. I think it was twenty eighteen. Oh maybe. yeah, I missed that. Um, yeah, he was interviewed by uh, the minister, Pravin Gordon, uh, was the guy actually who did the interview, <clears throat> and he he was just like seeing the guy move in real life. Like you don't think a guy that looks that old can move that quickly. But he was like jumping upstairs and just like really sprightly and full of like vigor and life. Um, I was just like hearing him in person. He's like, he's an incredible um, interviewer or interviewee, shall I say? Um, very captivating to watch. 
do I think I'll go for a retreat? Probably not. But, <laughs> um, but what, what do you say? What do you say no? Why do you yeah. say no? Uh, because I can't be bothered around retreats. I don't think there's any retreat that's really attractive enough for me to go to. Um, if I'm going for a retreat, I'm going to be drunk on a beach and get <laughs> massages. That's my idea of a retreat. <laughs> and yourself, Prash? Um, I would go to listen to a talk, and, but I don't know about retreats either. For me, I'm a bit like Dean. Um, my wanting to go for a retreat would feel like uh, um, I've lost my way a little bit and I need to go for this retreat to like find myself, you know? Yeah. And that for me, I, I don't... I, I, like, doing that would... Why would I go for this? Like, the question for me is, why would I go for this retreat? I need to go there to find out something about what I don't know, right? Like, learn something or go to find out something that I'm missing. And yeah. it's not, I'm not saying I'm not missing anything, right? Because nobody's perfect, obviously. But um, I feel like I could get more out of, like what Dean says, going on a beach and just, um, I, I would find more of myself there, you know? If that, yeah. I mean, yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I know people who have gone, you know, it's like a weekend away. Yeah. Um, like you give your cell phones in and stuff like that. There's like minimal contact with yeah. the outside world. Yeah. Some even just give you, you know, after your, your retreat day, after you completed one day, mm. they like give you a cell phone back for like an hour. And then <laughs> next day it starts all over again. You get in, whatever. Yeah, I'm not a child. One of those peaceful yeah. Treats. yeah, we're not a, we're not children. Yeah, like if I want peace and quiet, I'll tell my family yeah. on the group, I'll leave me alone for the next six hours. I'll yeah. tell my friends and that's it. Like I don't need, then I know, like leave the phone. Because I don't need to check it. I don't, like you can manage yourself. I, su- I suppose, but there are those that that can't, right? Um, Look, I get yeah. that there are some people that um, their work circumstances mean that they're constantly being bothered all the time, um, and the only time they'll get time away is if they like book themselves into a place for mental health, and they'll like get a, a release form from that place saying that this person will not have access to the phone. <laughs> that is literally the only time they're going to get a break from them. Like, <laughs> Then I'm saying, okay, I, I get where you are. You're you're doing something for your career and all that stuff. I get that. But it is not a healthy place to be. Okay. Yeah. I so I know couldn't, uh, Prash, couldn't put it better. Yeah. Prash, I know you mentioned earlier um, saying that what what we kind of do is some form of meditation. Yes. Um, is, is it that or is it a tool? Um to kind of achieve it, right? Meditation is a tool amongst others that we kind of use to to get to this this place of yeah. of calm. So I, I, I've been reading a lot of Robert Adams recently. I don't know if you know yeah. Robert Adams, um, mm-hmm. but it just pops up on a lot of my feeds, um, and I quite enjoy the the take and the view, right? Because I, I, it just it resonates so much with me. But when I think about what he explains in terms of like you know silence and and being in silence for me Mm -hmm. that is i would call that the culmination of meditation but also peace i i see meditation and peace very closely linked um not because uh it's it's like a it's it's an actual link but for me personally i find peace in meditation right and that's why i link the two and when someone like robert adams talks about silence you know 
spending in time 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 in silence understanding that you're like you've said yash your mind is like a is your friend is your frenemy right and um when you learn not how to control it but how to understand when it's doing its thing and you, you know finding that peace within yourself in that silence for me that's um why i link the two and i don't feel like one needs to pre pre lead the other i feel like they work hand in hand right but that's personal for me because i find my peace in those states right and when i say meditation i don't necessarily mean you sitting there and sitting in silence specifically like robert adams would say whatever you consider meditation right uh whether it be reading a book whether it be um playing games whether it be doing artwork whether it like dean says cooking fishing those are different forms of meditation right and that's where the peace comes from for me and that's why they they so heavily linked so one doesn't pre-lead the other i feel like they're very much linked to each other um yeah, yeah you you can be in search of peace and you could do that through meditation <laughs> or you can do meditation and then find peace from there you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah so that's that's how i yeah. mentally link the two either way there exercises to quieten the mind uh yeah yes but also you know sometimes i've realized that quieting the mind is not necessarily what i i struggle with quieting the mind completely what i prefer to do is be harmonious with it you know to be in the same direction of it yeah yeah but you don't have to quieten the mind by yeah. doing it you know like you're not like yeah. visualizing yeah. like finding your mind and then gag and bind yeah. your mind because yeah. you know, it's, it's not possible that, no not but that, that's not even possible you know I, I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, like for some people, I think they probably I, I do see it. Though. I, like, I they, literally they... can't do that. My mind runs faster than I physically can, right? Um, and, yeah. Uh, it's like it's impossible for me. So I found more that if I'm harmonious with it, right, in it or in the same direction, then it, I, I, that's where I find the most flow and the most in the zoneness. Yeah. Yeah, like for me, if you can sit quietly with your mind, yeah, that's yeah. the win. So what in what what in your life um have been the benefits of of a calm of a calmer state of a more relaxed state like have you gained uh, other superpowers and things like that right or what have you able what have you been able to achieve when you operate from from a particular state from this particular state sure magic <laughs> seriously dude being being in the right state um it, it amplifies everything that you that you uh put out there i know there's a lot of people that like don't believe in like attraction and law of attraction and all that stuff i'm not saying that i 100% believe in it either but what i'm saying is is that when you are in the right state i guarantee that the things that you do are are the things that you are mentally geared for are amplified I, I just it's just it's 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 unex it's not unexplainable but it's like um let's use a sports analogy for example right um let's say we have uh, a a good who who's a who's a bad player that's been playing recently or a player that's completely out of form uh, uh Harry Maguire Harry uh, no no does it I should rephrase who's a player that's really good but completely out of form uh <laughs> 
Pogba, Pogba, right? Pogba, right? Pogba, Pogba, Pogba yeah. right? Um, that's the prime example. Uh, thanks, Dean. Because look at how he plays for United, right? <laughs> look at how he plays for United. It's stop-start. It's difficult. Some game He plays one good game out of three, right? Or one good game out of four. And in that good game, 65 minutes is good. And 25 minutes to 35 minutes or whatever the, the rest... The rest of the time he's on the pitch for is uh it's like it's it's a struggle he loses the ball he's not doing anything you know but he goes and plays for france and this guy's an absolute demon king right ungodly um monster right but it's it's look at the state that he's in right and what he can do when he's in a good state and everything becomes amplified right when he plays for france Right, because he's got the the back players behind him, and the whole team is in geared in that motion for him. Right, any pass that he makes will literally land on the right toenail of whoever he wants it to land on. Right, but when he plays for United, the guy can't make a pass to I don't know to to uh, save his life, you know, for half a game. It's a really really good right? analogy, and, because like when you look at the two, he looks like he's really laboring. Yeah. He looks like he's fighting depression when he's exactly. United. When yeah. he looks at when he's at France, he looks like he's just loving life. Everything is exactly. effortless, even though his output is ten times higher than what it would be in yeah. red. And that that comes from it doesn't come from. Look, it's the same Pogba. One month he's playing for United, the next month he's playing for France. It's not like he went to the French team and then all of a sudden went Super Saiyan. That doesn't happen, right? It's the <laughs> same guy. It's the yeah. same guy. He's done the same training. You couldn't have out-trained all the bad things that he's had in a whole season in one month and then go win a World Cup. You can't do that, right? It's impossible. I mean, it's inner energy expressed outwardly. Right. No. So what's happening is literally... Yeah. So what's literally outwardly. happening yeah. is is the surrounding environment, right? The external forces that are around him are positive. That's one, right? The internal forces that are within him are now so much stronger because of the external forces not bothering him. Two, he's in a new environment and a different environment, one he feels he can control, right? Because he doesn't feel like he has to exactly. fight it either. And now he's got this backing of Kante and Verratti and then the whole defense line sitting behind him, right? That are geared to defending, right? And in front of him, he's got literally some of the best players in the world, right? In... Mbappe, I think, I don't know if Giroud was still playing at the time, Benzema, Benzema. like the, the guy just won, the guy's going to win Ballon d'Or, right? That's that's the level yeah, of what he's got in front of him. And now, the guy just needs to just make a pass, right? So you see how all of the stuff is going for him. It's amplified in the direction and anything that he does, right, the pass that he makes will result in a goal. Whereas if he's playing for United, all the external factors are around him that are negative, Right. Uh, at this stage, because, I mean, the fans are probably sitting there going, who is this Pogba and why is he still playing for us, right? The internal forces are saying, listen, half my team is crap. Maguire is standing behind me, so if I lose the ball, I'm screwed. Now, he's worried about losing the ball instead of making the pass, right? And then, when he makes the pass, if Cristiano is not there, who's going to score the goal? Right? So, it's it's literally the prime example, right? Because when everything is going for you, everything that you do is amplified, right? And it's not amplified to the degree where he makes the pass and it's going to land in the goal just from the pass. Someone still has to score, right? But it's the impact of what it does, right? And that, for me, is why I would say 100%, it makes a difference. The state that you're in and uh, the level of peace and calm and tranquility that you have in any given scenario. 
And if if I had to add to that, you know, Paul Murray says uh, something about, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he's like, I've never done anything better than when I was in, in like a calm state. Yeah, because in, in the calm state, you're not fussed about exactly. the outcome. You're just enjoying exactly. the process. And that's, that's with Paul Pogba, yeah. he's really stressed about the outcome at United. But when he's playing for France, he just cares about yeah. the process. He's like, I just want to make another yeah. good pass. Like, give me the ball all the time so I can just pass all the time. Yeah, that's that's how I see it. Like, I don't know if that can, that, I mean, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, I agree it as well, yeah. right? You're not, yeah. you know, when, when you're more in, excuse me, when you're in a more relaxed state, um, like you're saying, uh, and like Dean just mentioned as well, you're not worried about the outcomes. Exactly. Which means um, regardless of what happens, um, you know, it's not going to change what you internally feel as well. And, you know, the law of attraction, for example, says that um, when you relax and when you in, let go. yes, let go, that's when things start to happen, right? When you're not really worried about things. So, it's also, you, I, you know... Yeah. I wouldn't say he's not worried about the outcome. I would say he's so sure of the outcome that he manifests it. You understand? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That cool. for me makes more sense. I would say that for me, I don't. I I would say that I don't think he's worried about the outcome. I don't think he's worried. I think he wants to win. Of yeah. course, he does. There's a desire yeah. to win, absolutely. But is there a worry? No, I don't think that. Not at not not up until like the 85th minute when they haven't scored. Yeah, maybe. Uh, then I think worry. Yeah, I think for me. But honestly, I think like when you look at him, he just looks like a more vibrant individual in a blue French shirt, yeah, and he just looks like he's loving life so much. Like he's like, ah, oh, don't stress, we got this. But you see that confidence—it's that level of confidence that comes from you asserting mm. the fact that I will do this. You know, it's creating—it's yeah. creating that environment that says this is what's going to happen because I believe that that's what's going to happen. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? And that comes—that yeah. comes from that backing. It's like forward mobility, consistent. You know? Yeah. That's the way I see it. Cool. Um, so there's there's something else as well that I'd like to bring to the forefront. You know, you know there's this idea of obviously yin and yang, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's often touted as there's there has to be that sort of balance. Um, does this then apply to your life too? You know, that what I mean by that is that you will have bad as well as a as a life of a life of peace and calm as well. Yeah. Define bad. No, I mean, it, mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> I guess your life is muddled on one side, and you can still also have, live a peaceful life too. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, there will always be um, some form of stress and some form of um, challenge and. You know, some people will call it chaos. There'll be some form of, you know, difficulty that you have to experience and there'll be some sort of pressure that you get put under. Um, and your your job is to find the balance in, you know, going and getting your little calm space or your peacefulness to decompress from that stress. Mm. Like, unless you're living a life of a monk, mm. you know, you're probably going to experience some stress on a regular basis. Do you think those guys don't experience stress on like a? I think what they're they're, they're trying to transcend all of that. So they 
you know, like if if you talk about detachment, complete and utter detachment, where is your stress going to come from? And this is me speaking from a place yeah. of ignorance. No, 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 but I'm you know, when we talk about complete and utter detachment, <clears throat> then you that balance, that level of balance, is so hard to a degree that they don't also feel the ups either. Yeah, they they feel <laughs> exactly. They're going for that complete neutral, yeah. zero yeah. pH, you know. But yeah, it's it, and then it, there's still yin and yang there because you know as much as you don't feel the downs, you don't feel the ups, and I I, I can true, fully exp- yeah. I can fully use another analogy for you. Dean and Liverpool is like when it's good, it's great. When it's bad, it's <laughs> it's sad. You know, it's hard. Um, I was very bleak, but you know what? Even though we we lo- lost the league on the last day and we lost Champions League final, watching us yeah. play for the both those games. I was just very happy watching us play. Right. I was like, I look at the kind of football we play, and I'm like, my God, what Klopp has done is spectacular. Right. But like, I mean, and I didn't so much care about the results. Like, I was really upset, obviously, mm-hmm. but I was like, you know what? I got to see us legitimately challenge for four trophies, which has never been mounted by any club in the history of England. No one's actually been in all three finals and ran the league till the last day. It's never happened before. Really. So this is something that I actually got to see. No, it's true. No club has been in all three finals and was in a title race on the last day. This is the first time any club has ever challenged okay. it. And it happened in my lifetime. And this big, jolly German fellow did it. And the next day, when I saw the trophy parade in in Liverpool, like the whole of Liverpool was red. It was like everyone was out in mass. It was, I was like, this is why I support this club. Because we actually... The results are cool, but we also have more trophies than anyone in England. So, I mean, do we really need more? I mean, yes, we do, but it's fine. We'll get we'll get more, but we we have the most, and we still have this kind of support after losing the two biggest trophies. This is why we support that club. They make you believe. Okay, um, getting back to uh... <laughs> <laughs> Dean is extraordinarily yeah. passionate yeah. about. Um, it's just is I love watching them play. I really do. Because yeah. even when we lose, we're still happy because it's like, it's a joy for 90 minutes to watch them do what they do. Yeah, sure. So, but you see what I mean? Like, there, there is that overwhelming positive side to it. But before Klopp came, there was, and I'm sure you oh loved God, it. We had to live through but the you, Hodgson but you, era. You see what I mean, wood. right? They, there's, that a, rough, there's a yin bro. and yang. Like that was in like, it was a hard ninety minutes to watch. Like yeah. so, if you look, at, if you look but at you're it, right. there, there's there a, everything happens in that is ebbs yeah. and flows. You're and that's, but that's right. what that's what um, everything is. The higher the highs, but that's life, the higher exactly. the highs, the lower the lows. If you have extreme highs and you don't have any lows, you're not going to enjoy your life, right? Because everything is great all the time. Mm. And like so many people have said this yeah. before, if you have too many lows and no highs, you're just going to be depressed all the time. So you have to have that balance. You have to. And I'm not saying you have to seek out the bad, right? It's, I'm just saying that when you have things that challenge you, experience them, right? I'm saying don't shy away from them. Experience them because it's... Going to provide you with the balance that you you need, so that when you have the good things, you can actually appreciate them. Yeah, to follow mm. on that analogy, um, watching us under Royal Hodgson was so rough for that six months. That ninety minutes, we played such bad football. I mean, I watched every minute of the ninety, but it was hard. And now under Klopp, even when we lose, it's a pleasure to watch because I saw how bad things were. I'm like, now, even if we lose, it doesn't matter. We want, we're not playing the same style of football that we did all those years ago. The style of football is majestic. 
and you can just appreciate that alone is a gift. So I, yeah, I, I, it's the best way to put it, really. <clears throat> yeah, it's a great analogy. Um, let's just hope some people understand uh, the football analogy. Well, yeah, I tried to, I tried to give them the whole. When you have the good goods, you have to also understand that at some point there's going to be a. I'm not saying yeah. bad bads. I'm just saying there's going to be a challenge, right? Which you have to face. Right. Yeah, and you should, uh, for all intents and purposes, go and experience that challenge. Don't shy away from it, because it gives you an appreciation for when you have good things. Like you see, Dean, Dean is yeah, um, utterly and fully appreciating how they come out in mass, as he says, for even when they don't win all the titles, right? But he appreciates that because he knows how bad it was under Roy Hodgson. That's why. Because if, if Klopp was there the whole time, right, and then Klopp just won a couple seasons now, right, he'd be like, okay, it's we're doing better, right? But before, he was like, we were trash before, and now we're a lot better, right? It's it's a complete U-turn. And you and people have those U-turns in their life a lot of the time. Yeah, uh, there's a line in Vanilla Sky, fantastic movie if you ever get to see it, um, where... I think the line goes, life is a bittersweet affair, but the sweet is never a sweet without the bitter. And I mean, that's about... That's very true. That's the easiest way to explain it. It's the yeah, contrast. Cruise, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, it it's the contrast that gives you the, the highs and the lows and helps you appreciate the highs and, you know, push through the lows. Because if you know how good it can be, when you're in those lows, you'll push through it. And when you experience the highs... The highs mean a hell of a lot more than you've you've come from such depths, and it'll it'll be a lot more enjoyable, right? As well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, done done with the football analogies. We <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh man, I think this is the first time we no, use football analogies uh, in the podcast. I'm sure we've we've referenced stuff before. <laughs> No, I don't think so, hey, honestly. We've referenced sports. Like, I, I, know I mean, that, there's but... three football. Yeah, no, I think we have in the past, sports <clears> in general. But like three football people on this podcast, and this is the first time. I think this is like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> True. <laughs> we didn't get around to it earlier, really? I'm quite surprised as well. Surprising. Well, I mean, the, the, this was the opportunity, right? Yeah. Um, good start. Don't blame me. Dean said Pogba. What? <laughs> you, you you opened the can of worms. For <laughs> True. You know, he led me down the path. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, in, in in the past podcasts, um, we mentioned things, or I think I I brought this up that um, you know, to bring peace in your own life, you have to kind of surround yourself with um, people and environments, and I don't know whatever things that that bring the same, right? That bring peace to your life. Um, and do you think that when we do those sorts of things that we close ourselves off from experiences, um, everyone, um, are we denying ourselves something, you know, when we say we're anything that, that doesn't bring me peace doesn't belong in my life? Well, yeah, you are denying yourself stuff. You're, desi- you're, you're denying yourself um, the risk of things. You're also denying yourself, uh, you know, whatever pain and misery you don't want in your life. Um, but that pain and misery obviously comes with growth and other things. I mean, it's a, there's a bunch of different trade-offs there. Uh, it's all an opportunity cost, really. 
but it depends on what phase of life you're in. I mean, if you're looking for aggressive growth, then you have to put yourself in a difficult spot, um, you know, because out of adversity does mm. come growth and mm. development. Um, whereas if you've if you've grown, and now you because growth is tiring. Like they don't tell you this. They're like, oh yeah, you must grow. Yes, you must grow. But you're you must take a rest as well because otherwise you will mm. knock you on your ass. So. Like after you've gone through a period of growth, it's important just to take a step back, acknowledge everything you did, reward yourself for that growth, respect how much you've grown, and then just take a beat and relax and breathe and recover. Because like I said, growth is tiring work. Yeah, I 100%. I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> I think you talked about um, the opportunity cost there, Dean. Yeah. And that brings up, I guess, a very interesting question, I guess, um, about the costs of everything. And there's that saying, you know, if, if it costs your peace, um, it's not mm. worth it. Um, have you ever heard that one and have, have you ever applied <laughs> yeah, plenty that of in times. your life? Yeah. I apply it with people all the time. Um, Say again, sorry? I apply it with people all the time. Oh, with people. Oh, like people. if someone is coming into your life and they're disrupting your peace and happiness and yeah, yeah. Um, it's different if they're doing it and their reason for doing it is, you know, they want you to be better and they're trying to push you and like I get that. But if someone is just being a narcissist or, uh, you know, just taking joy and putting you in difficult mm -hmm. situations or is yeah. benefiting from your unhappiness and your uh, and destroying your peace, cut that person out as fast as possible and don't feel bad about it. Because that person has no good will for you, um, you know. If they're if they're compromising your happiness, and you know, you can see yourself becoming an unhappy person in their presence, and they're they're enjoying mm. themselves. That is mm. someone that needs to go. I think I, I think Dean's one hundred percent on the money, but I think that phrasing is a it's it's a bit too far to the positive. What it what it should be saying if someone's negatively impacting you, then you should then you should cut them out or if it costs if it, it it says if it costs you a piece but a lot of things will cost you a piece that you have to do you know um like work um it's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Is> true <laughs> very <good. laughs> and you can't you have a point can't cut that out right um but like what no, dean is saying no. is 100 percent on i think it's more um <clears throat> if something is negatively impacting you and you you should find a way to remove it from your life. Um, it, it doesn't serve yeah, you, right? It yeah, doesn't serve you in yeah. any particular way. Um, it's not perhaps yeah. moving you forward. I think we've mentioned yeah. that in the past as well. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly that, that, that perhaps just yeah. removing it from your life, um, even if, if so, temporarily as well, you know, yeah. just so you can regain yeah. focus or, or, or what's the word uh, I'm looking for? You know when you when you take a step back and look at things from afar, perspective. Yeah. That's what. I was thinking. Ah, yes. Yeah. To gain, to gain. Yeah, I just don't want to say if if uh, something is costing you your peace, you should remove it from your life because you'll end up pretty much with a lot of nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That that I wasn't yeah. trying to say. No, no, no. That. You know, hundred percent. I think. Like I think. Said, I think. He's re yeah. He's rephrasing. Yeah, I, I think mean. you definitely hit the nail on the head. <laughs> I think you definitely hit the nail on the head. I think the phrase itself was just just a little bit too far right field. You know. <clears throat> yeah, gotcha. <laughs> true, true. Can't argue that. But another, another, yeah, that's that's me. Analogy. That's me being field right field. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, one of the greatest teachers of of I think peace and calm in in my life was 
leaving home for the first time, you know, and then suddenly mm. being all alone. Um, and then kind of kind of sitting in that silence and um, you're in this apartment now all by yourself. And I think that was one of the greatest teachers for me um, of, of peace and calm. It's, it's, cause, uh, what was it's it only because you, you don't have a TV, that's why. Don't, don't say that you have peace now that you left home. If you buy a TV, that peace will go away, I promise you. <laughs> Not if you use it to watch Stranger Things. No, but you, you know what I'm saying? He's just finding all this peace in his aloneness because you don't have a TV or anything to do. That's why. Yes, 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 sure. <laughs> I've, I have, I, listeners, I have not had a TV in any of my apartments, I think, since I, since I came up here. It's about six mm-hmm. years now, pretty much. So, yeah. Anyway, that wasn't, that wasn't the point I was making. <laughs> it wasn't about <laughs> me not having a TV. It is me realizing for the first time that there's this, like, I'm not, in a, I'm not with my family. I'm not with, like, friends and things like that. It's just me. And then this overwhelming silence. You, you know what they did? Why did you um, choose to use the word overwhelming there? Say again? Why did you choose to use the word overwhelming there? Because initially, um, it was overwhelming, right? You know when they say silence is deafening? Yeah. That, that term as well? Gotcha. It was too silent for me. Coming from a background where there's mm. always people, there's always communication, there's always talking, there's always something going on. Like Prash mentioned, at home, there was TV, there was radio, there was all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then there was, when I came up, I had none of that stuff, none of those things, and none of those stuff, and no people as well. So then there was just me and the silence. And so it was, it was overwhelming at first, 100%. You know, um, like, how do I learn to sit in the silence? How do I learn to sit with myself? How do I learn, um, you know, to be okay with this? Um, and until I got to that point, you know, the, the, the silence was overwhelming mm. to me. You know, I wasn't used to it at all. Um, so that's what I meant when I said overwhelming. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, you know what I like, feel is, uh, and I think you used the right example of you coming to live in by yourself and whatever. <clears throat> it's you found peace not in the silence. You found peace in your in in learning about yourself and learning about independence and being independent. That's where you found your peace yeah. because you've become accustomed, not accustomed, but you've learned about yourself. You've grown into yourself, and that's where you found your peace. Because, and they, that's why a lot of people say you shouldn't get into a relationship unless you can actually learn to be by yourself, you know. Um, it's yeah. not for the fact that um, you, part of it is so that you don't use that other person as a crutch, but also you need to learn about yourself and the things that you like, right? So that when you are with that other person, you know where your boundaries are. And it's the same thing with um, finding peace. You, peace is created when you learn about yourself and you learn where the boundaries are outside of yourself so that when somebody comes into those boundaries, they're impacting your peace, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, I know that Dean wanted to talk about boundaries as well. I think he mentioned to me on the side. Okay. Uh, I think a while back when I introduced the topic to you, Dean. Oh, yeah. Just boundaries with people in general, though. Um, yeah. And I know, like, you can have boundaries with, and we were talking about work, and, you know, boundaries with work is obviously a good thing because, you know, if you run yourself into the ground, the company will replace you just as quickly. 
Um, yeah. <clears throat> but boundaries with your friends and family is probably the hardest type of boundaries to set because mm. um, those conversations are never really easy. Um, and people tend to overstep quite a lot in those things because there's always a sense of um, you know entitlement or lack of um, understanding that there even could be a boundary. It's like, well, where is this boundary coming from? And it was, uh, it was, well, I think the boundary's always been there. It's just I never told you it was there. And now you're getting upset that I'm telling you it's there. Um, mm -hmm. But, I mean, boundaries are important for your mental health, um, for the preservation of your character, for all of those things that keep you yourself. Um, because the more you allow people to encroach in that, the more of yourself you lose in the process. Um, and that's a very fast route to depression and mental health issues. So, yeah, I encourage people just to practice healthy boundaries, not being unrealistic, just healthy mm -hmm. boundaries. Like people need to respect your wishes, um, you know, respect your space, that kind of thing. So, okay, so just going back to, you know, the, the question that started this all, um, what, what is one of your greatest teachers on either relaxation, um, either being calm or, or being at peace? Yeah. Cats. Can you let say again? Cats. Like if cats. You, and I'm not being sarcastic when I say that. I mean, like if you look at cats, they understand how to sort of be at peace in their environment. If you just look at them, they, they are masters at being at peace. And it's like, they just look so content with life. And it's like, well, surely it can't be that hard, you know? It's like, if you can just achieve that level of contentness once a week, you'll be a happier person. <laughs> I, I love cats as well, you know, so... <laughs> just watch them, I, I swear, they, they, they know something. <laughs> Press with you. Know. Have I you know. been at it? Um, for me, it's been a lot of different things. Like, I've had to try a lot of different mm. things to find... Uh, where I can find my peace, <clears throat> because I've also I was a I was a lot like you know you and the fact that it's very difficult to quiet my mind and stuff. And I find that peace needs to be practiced. Um, That's true. <clears throat> it's a skill you have to learn, right? Yeah, like, it's like for me. It needs to be practiced because you don't just instantly find it, right? But um, when you do have it, you need to sort of remember how you got there um, and for me it's a lot of different things i tried music i've tried listening to like uh talks and presentations and doing doing yoga and meditation and all of that stuff but mm. yeah at the end of the day it's more about the state that i'm in and like dean says i think cats is a really nice example um, they get into a, a position that's comfortable for them and they're in a space that's not too always loud and stuff like that. And it's, it's comfortable for them. I think it's that comfort element needs to play a big part. Yeah, I mean, I think of peace almost like a muscle. If you don't train it, it's going to wither away. The more you train it, the stronger it gets. Mm. You know? And you have to, I 100% agree with you, you have to practice it. Um, you have to actively seek it out. Mm. You have to cultivate it. You have to look after it. You have to feed it. <clears throat> and how how has it how has it changed your life then? I, I mean, whatever level of of peace that you add, I mean, you could be at the starting level nowhere, or or, or you know wherever. What 
But how has that actually changed your life? It's uh, like I struggled a lot with mental health issues. Like I struggled a lot with depression. Um, still do from time to time, but that getting like just practicing that, um, finding that calm space, that peaceful space, whatever that might be, whether it's um, you know cooking or going for hikes, fishing, binge watching series, uh, or just going to the beach, whatever that might be, um, it makes such a big difference with managing your mental health. Uh, I, I can't quantify how big a difference it is because I just don't know how to put that into words, but it's it's a survival thing, really. It's it's essential. It's like food mm-hmm. at this point because without it, I, I don't know where I would be. I would just not be a very healthy person. Um, so that's what it's meant for me. It's meant survival. That's how big a difference it is. Yeah, it, it, really, it really does make such a huge difference to your life when... And like like we said, it's practice, right? But when you when you get into a groove of understanding um, what you what you are like in a peaceful state, and you're when what you are like in a calm state, if you can be in that state continuously or as often as possible, you find that the 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 things that are happening to you that are challenging and negative it's not that they don't challenge you it's that you deal with them a lot more easily right you don't get angered so easily you don't react so quickly but also you can be in a state that's consistently calm but appreciative of all the good things that you have right um and there's a zen proverb i was just looking for it it says to be calm is the highest achievement of self right and that's what i've tried to do over the last, I don't know, five years of my life or whatever, to be continuously calm, right, doesn't mean you have to be balanced like a monk, right, to that level, but to be continuously calm, even in the face of adversity, doesn't mean you get rattled very quickly, right, even though your voice and pitch can change, your levels of anger can change, if you understand internally that, yes, I'm angry, but I can also be calm about it and deal with the situation as it is, for example, you will find that you deal with things a lot more simply, right? I mean, you can't take it to the extreme and, like, be continuously calm that something negative doesn't impact you at all and you just deal with it. But with people, right, and things can impact you. But when you have that level of calm, you can actually deal with things that are positive very well, right, and enjoy them, but also deal with negative things and don't let them impact you so much. And that's what peace helps you with. It helps you find this level of calm and tranquility within yourself that allows you to deal with the things in your life a lot easily, a lot more easily. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, um, it's to add a slightly different angle to it, it's, um, it's almost as if it provides a different type of uh, packaging for what you experience like the context or the perspective is so different like when something bad happens it's not a case of why is this bad thing happening it's a case of okay well this is not great um but how do i fix it it's such a that's the difference in mindset like you're you're already into a solutions mindset in the one case and in the other case you're looking at it and you're just falling into depression because like why is this bad thing happening to me and then on the flip side on depending on what mindset you're in when something good happens if you're in a bad space, something good can happen and you're like, well, this is not going to last and you won't enjoy it as much. But if you're in a happier space, you're like, well, I'm very appreciative of this good thing and I'm just going to enjoy it mm-hmm. while it's here. Um, it will pass, but I also know that more good things are on the way. For sure.
I agree with that. I I I, I have this yeah. I have this I little gif of because uh, I'm looking at the Discord channel that we're in, and I have this little gif of uh, of Yoda that keeps <laughs> falling over, and Yoda is a prime example of like like calm and zen. You know? If there's negative things happening, they're happening, and you'll deal with it. But if there's positive things happening, you'll see how you'll enjoy it. You know, and, and <clears throat> that that sort of calmness, that level of calmness is actually quite... I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, to be honest with you, but uh, uh, Yoda is the, the, a good example of, of what good Zen looks like, you know? I think you're looking at yeah, baby Yoda. But, I mean, that's that's <laughs> what triggered in my mind. Grogu. Yeah, that's exactly it. I agree. I, to be honest, I agree with both of those sentiments. Mm. You know, uh, when, when Dean mentioned... Um, dealing with things, you know, if you, and I think Prush in his football analogy also mentioned this, when you're coming from a space of calm, um, you're able to process things and do things um, mm. a lot better as opposed to if your mind was in disarray or you weren't so focused um, and centered. So 100% agree with your views, guys, um, on that question. Um, but yeah, um, that's all I have actually. Um, we uh, rumbled through those twelve, oh, 12 questions, questions. Uh, quicker than yeah, normal. Those, I would those, say. Those. Actually, those that were, actually uh, I just checked now. Those were fourteen, not twelve. Um, but good going, guys. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add before we close out for today? No, I just I'm not really from my side. No, I just like the whole practice piece thing. I didn't think about yeah. yeah, everyone should do it. All right. Well, um, thank you both once again for, for being a part of this. Um, I appreciate your comments and your answers to the questions that I've had. Um, and listeners, thank you so much for joining us once again on the Three Wise Potatoes podcast. Um, we really appreciate your listens and your responses to our polls. All um, five of you. <laughs> There's five? Um, thank you very much. Hello. Thank you very much once again. Um, and have a incredible and powerful day ahead. Thank you. And Bye. Goodbye. Bye.